Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Half Hour of Power. Joe Diesel here. This is Jesse. Hey, Jesse. Uh, I hear uh, there's some new uh, television shows coming out, and you were going to tell us about a couple of them real quick. Oh, yeah. Uh, the new full season started uh, Monday uh, on Fox. Fox started the season off with three new shows. Uh, the first show they started off with was Sleepy Hollow. Uh, and then the next night they premiered Dad with Seth Green and uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine with uh, Amy Samberg. Uh, I wrote capsule reviews for uh, Sleepy Hollow and Dad on our Facebook page, so uh, check that out. Uh, but the uh, one show I didn't do a review for was the uh, best show of the uh, week, I think, and the best new show so far of the season, uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which was really funny. It had a nice little plot line. Uh, but basically, it's just a show about cops in New York, Brooklyn, and their new captain, uh, who's uh, super serious, uh, while the uh, main detective is kind of a uh, jackabout, but he's a good detective. I, I, it was a really good show. Uh, that would be the one I'd suggest uh, for this uh, new season so far. Uh, the other two weren't that good. I would skip both of those. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Looking forward to hearing some more uh about new shows coming out and uh, maybe some of the returning shows that might be still be good. Well, uh, we got uh, we got kind of interesting show tonight. We haven't ever done this before in this manner. Uh, we had uh, a listener who thought that we were just too hard on the uh, summer blockbuster Man of Steel and. Uh, he was wondering if he could have some time to uh, talk to us about it and defend the movie. So what do we say, Jesse? Uh, well, we are always willing to defend our opinion, so bring it on. <laughs> yeah, so we're just going to have a friendly discussion about uh, the Man of Steel, and uh, he's going to uh, get some time to tell us what he liked about the Man of Steel and all that fun stuff. Let's bring him up here. Hey, Brandon. Hey, what's up, Jesse and Joe? Hey, how's it going? Well, I'm having a good week, Brandon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all, right. all right. Well, so, uh, Man of Steel, so you really liked that movie a lot more than we did. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it a lot, yeah. So you thought we were too hard on it? A little bit, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, that's a little bit. Yeah, you know because you know it's it's the it, it brought some of the the essence to me of Superman. You know, and I know that you know some guys are gonna say, oh no, it wasn't like you know the other Superman blah blah blah. But that's the whole main thing. It's not supposed to be like the original old Superman. Opening up to more of. Um, a new generation, a new reality type Superman, not the fantasy Superman that we all grew up with. So in its own right, I believe that it's great. It's a great movie. Now, there are some flaws with it, but majority of it is for action. It's for the greatness of Superman. And I think so it did a great job. So Man of Steel is a great movie for you. For me, yes. And (laughs) 
So, uh, I mean, you heard our show when we were talking yes, about did. it after it came out. So what uh, what points do you think that we hit that we were way off on? You got any points on there you want to cover that maybe we didn't talk about that we could uh, go over now or, uh, you know, just uh, start us off here, Brandon. What, what do you got? Well, How can hey, you well. change our minds about the Man of Steel? <laughs> I don't know about changing your mind about it, because when I listened to the show, it's kind of like, yeah, I was already set on, that's it. They just screw the movie up. It's They just mess Superman out of hell. And I was like, not really. I mean, every Superman I watch, yes, yeah, like the return of Superman, and, you know, it's always this long, drawn-out story, not enough action. This one ton of action, not so much on what went on. Yes, they had a little origin story about what happened on Krypton and so on and so forth. My point that I wanted to bring up with you guys is the Superman's childhood. Also, was he a um, kid? Was he? He was. Let, yeah, yeah, let's just start kid. right there. Uh, let's just let's start right there. Superman childhood, and then move on to the other points. In a bit okay. here. So, what what about his childhood? I mean, as I recall, Jess uh, and I didn't really have any problems with his childhood. No, the only the problem per se. No, the I, only I problem with childhood. What's that? Well, I have problems with his childhood because I have a fact, uh, problem with the fact that he was born in that movie because uh, that was a shitty movie. <laughs> Well, let's let Brandon go on about this. Let's let him say his case. Well, the thing is, you guys jumped on it that he did a lot of flashbacks. They didn't really go too deep in his childhood. And to me, it's like we all know Superman's childhood. You know, we all know what he went through. Yeah, they gave a little aspect of, you know, how he honed his powers and stuff like that. And that's fine. I mean, but I recall they also did that in Superman Return where they didn't do a full drawn out about his childhood. It just shows little skits or flashbacks, you know. And I like it better when it just flashbacks a little bit because everybody knows Superman's childhood. People who are comic book fans or watch Smallville, they all know that, you know. And yeah, to me, you it was bring, like, bring up a good point, Brad. Here, uh, let me let me just say. Uh, uh, my problem with that portion of the movie is uh, if you watch the trailer, those scenes and flashbacks of him growing up on Earth are great. But when you put him in the movie, when you watch him in the movie, it's so disjointed. It's just so – it doesn't flow. There's no chance for it to register with the audience because it just jumps back and forth. And uh, you you also say everybody knows that, so they should just tell little flashbacks. Well, everybody knows the Krypton scenes also. Why not tell that in flashbacks, too, and just move on with it and just uh, get straight to Superman being Superman? Well, well not, you know, the Krypton origin story like that, though. I mean, the only thing we know from Superman the movie that Krypton was being destroyed and was blowing up and Superman was putting the ship and shit to Earth. That was it. Well, uh, one thing, uh, you can't have a flashback to Krypton because who's having a flashback? It has somebody who's actually there and have a memory of that event, and the only person who's been there was uh, Superman, and uh, he was a baby, so there's, he has no way to have that flashback. 
I think one of the points that Joe brought up that I agree with is that if you're going to have a flashback, you have to kind of set up the context for that flashback in the scene. The scene before it has to have some kind of connection to it. The flashback seemed to have to be... It seemed to exist just to be there, not to actually accentuate, accentuate story that was happening beforehand. You know what I mean? I have no problem with Kim Coffin. Kim Coffin is the best part of that movie. The childhood scenes are some of the nicer scenes of the movie. There's some really stupid ones in there. Uh, like the one where he takes those kids in the bus. It's like, yeah, hey, your dad told you not to do that. What the hell is wrong with you? But then you get to have that nice scene with uh, Kevin Costner uh, where he explains, you know, he doesn't want his son to be exposed. Uh, and he's scared that if his son's exposed, that the uh, army's going to come and get him or something like that. But the flashback scenes don't help the central story at all. They, they have no context within the story. They have to somehow lift the story up, and they don't. Well, see, the thing is, they have to add, they have to add some piece in there of that part of Superman, period. They have to add that somewhere, somehow. You know, you can't have Superman movie without Superman flashing back to his childhood. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's every. I, I agree and, with that. You don't have to. You don't have to. We know that. Where they don't flash back to his childhood. Superman 3. I mean, uh, Honestly, I don't think they need to fly. Superman 2. Any scene that has Kevin Costner in it. Superman 4. Yeah. Uh, Superman and a Maltman, he doesn't fly back to his childhood. Yeah. Any scenes with Kevin Costner in them are good scenes. The the one thing I do not like with Kevin Costner in it is the scene where he dies. I thought that was stupid, overblown, and uh, made absolutely no sense. But, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, but we, yeah, we went over that scene pretty well uh, a couple yeah. of shows back. But so uh, we're, yeah. we won't get back into that one yet. But yeah, I mean, uh, my problem is, yeah, like I said a little bit before, was they're they're so disjointed. There's no there's no chance for them to resonate with the audience, and in particular that scene where he's talking to his mother, and he's yeah. trying to deal with all those powers coming out. That is such a great scene. In the trailer, because in the trailer they cut off all the classroom stuff and all the kids watching him like he's, uh, you know, on on display at the freak show and and all that stuff. I, it played so much better in the trailer, and then in the in the movie it's just kind of like, yeah, here it is, yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's it. And then you jump to something else, and it's like, well, what just happened there? What was that all about? Did Superman just learn yeah. something? Let me ask you this. Brandon, if they took all those flashback scenes out of the movie, does this movie still work as a story? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if they took them out, I mean, but yeah, the only thing, the only question is, is it will be was why was Superman being so, so hitting? I think the whole reason why they did that flashback of Kevin Costner telling him that same thing that. Even when he got older, he didn't come out just like Superman off top. He still kept himself undercover. That's why he did those things he did when he was on the fishing ship and all that stuff, because he was still trying to conceal his 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 being, who he is. So the childhood flashbacks helped explain some of that too. You know why Superman just didn't come out being Superman like you know like he did. He didn't. He just basically. I agree with you totally that. 
I, I, I get that that's the point of them. But when Superman gets mad at a redneck and takes a semi and shows it through telephone poles, <laughs> that, that didn't make any noise, by the way. That made no noise. Yeah, that kills that whole. That that kind of kills him. He's you're saying that, you know, his dad told him not to do this kind of stuff so that way he wouldn't be exposed. But then he's doing stupid, stupid stuff like that. And uh, but yeah, oh, he saved a bunch of people. That's great, awesome. But he's doing stupid stuff with his powers as well. His dad wasn't did not resonate with him at all. Yeah, I understand that. Well, um, so Brandon liked the way the flashbacks were portrayed about his childhood. Um, so what what else, Brandon? What what else uh, did you like about it that we didn't like uh, that you wanted to discuss? Um, the whole Jarrell and Zog issue. What about it? Well. And, well, okay, so it said that, you know, General Zog was trained from birth to be a soldier. And well, he wasn't just trained from birth. He was genetically engineered. Wow. Okay, that too, okay. But yep. Jarrell was a scientist, okay? So he was yep. trained to be a scientist. Take it, okay. But... As we all know, we all seen it. Jarrell literally handed Zod his butt to his face. Yes. And, yes. And I was fighting on the point of, and this is what I heard in, in, in on the show, I said to myself that he had to have some training to to beat General Zog. But. <laughs> I don't think he had any training. I think that was lazy writing. Well, well, see, the the reason why I brought that up is because, I mean, he explained, I mean, Jarrell explains this to Superman, and I'm like, so, you know, where is this, you know, this power? You know, they all have to be these warrior-like people, you know, and... Warrior? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on a minute. Hey, Brandon, you got to hold that thought. We are up against okay. the hard break here. All right. Are you sick and tired of being the only one who likes a certain movie? Do you get frustrated and throw your hands in the air every time you try to explain why you like it? Do people laugh at you and make fun of you and make you cry, sending you to your happy place while you rock yourself to sleep? Well, then cry, baby. This product is for you, the opinionator. That's right, the opinionator. The opinionator will let you mold your friends or enemies into your image. They will think like you, walk like you, talk like you, like the movies you like, the opinionator. Now all your friends will watch that movie with you and love it. Just like you, the opinionator, remake the world in your image. Warning, if everyone likes everything you like, you may get bored and want to kill yourself. All right, we're back here. 
here. So, uh, Brandon, you were talking about Jor-El and Zod and how uh, you think maybe they were all bred as warriors and they just forgot to put that in the movie, and that's how Jor-El could beat up Zod, who was genetically engineered and bred his entire life to lead the Kryptonian army? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, pretty much in a nutshell, yeah. That was, yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. Well, you know, let's uh, let's look at that scene here uh, briefly here. Uh, in, in that scene uh, you're describing, Zod and Jor-El are fighting, and then yeah. after Jor-El beats up Zod, Jor-El gets distracted and Zod kills Jor-El. What is the point of having Jor-El beat up Zod anyway if he's just going to kill him? Why don't you just have Zod beat him, best him, kill him right then and there? What's the point of that little distraction there? All that shows is lazy writing. Well, well. This, if I was writing that scene and I would have had Zod whipping the little hell out of Jor-El, but Jor-El kind of letting him, letting him beat the little hell out of him just to distract and from getting into getting to Kal-El. Because uh, Zod is genetically engineered to be a soldier, so all his attributes, everything that's engineered into him is to be a soldier. All the attributes that are engineered into Jor-El are to make him a, a great scientist, not to make him a great warrior. Zod was genetically altered to be the greatest soldier on that planet. There's no way the greatest scientist on that planet can whip his butt. But he yeah, did. I agree. I just do not buy that. So, what about that, Brandon? Well, and I'm gonna just go real quick on that. With that, like, and it, and and it may be an assumption to some, but to all who watched it, Jarrell have armor just like Zog had armor. Like all the other minions of Zog, they all have the same exact armor. And him being a scientist. Why do he has armor? Okay, number one. Number two, Zog feared Jarrell. So to me, when I watched that, that says to me that they was in a battle with each other before. So they kind of know each other. Zog knew he could not best Jarrell. Period. That's why he did the low dirty thing of when he got distracted, hurry up and take a kill. Well, you I know? mean, you, uh, Brandon, uh, they, that still doesn't. Say why uh, Zod could beat up uh, uh, couldn't beat up Jor-El right off. I mean, so what that they had clothes? If, if you read uh, the descriptions when they're talking about their costuming, the uh, under those are undergarments. So what Superman is wearing is actually undergarments, and then they have overgarments. Right. Right. So that, right. But it, technically, all of that overclothing is not armor. So it's all. That's what that is. And when Zod rips off his armor, he's they're they're basically wearing their underpants. They're they're flying around in their long johns, according to uh, when they were designing the costuming for Man of Steel. So even that doesn't really prove that Jor-El was a fighter. <laughs> but anyway, uh, you like uh, you like that Jor-El can beat up Zod, and we don't. So let's uh, get on to the another point. You got another point there you wanted to bring up, I think? Yep, and that is Superman and him being weak on the Kryptonian ship. Now, Oh, and Superman gets on the Kryptonian ship when they zip him up there with Lost Wayne? 
Yes. He lost his power. What about that? I believe that the ship itself was made of kryptonite. Like it has yeah, some type really, of kryptonite Brandon? element. In really? The ship. You think they built their ship of kryptonite? I didn't say that they built the whole ship out of kryptonite, but I say that it has kryptonite elements in it. Because we okay, are. Uh, hold on, hold on. Let's set up this scene here. So, uh, Superman mm-hmm. gets zipped up to that ship. Um, Lois Lane gets zipped up there too. Now they have right. their Kryptonian air running through there. Superman's not used to that. He's used to Earth. Right. He's spent thirty some years on Earth. Uh, well, right. of course, uh, Lois Lane isn't going to be able to survive in that atmosphere. She's not strong enough to acclimate to it. So they give her a breather. And Zod goes, mm-hmm. well, we can't give Superman a breather because there's nothing for him. He just has to endure it. Well, they could have given him a breather. He just didn't want to. Um, Superman becomes acclimated to their air in there. And for some reason, he's powerless. And that makes no sense. And that's never explained, other than it's the Kryptonian atmosphere that took away his powers even though everybody knows that Superman and gets his powers from the sun. So you okay. explain that away by saying their ship has kryptonite inside it, uh, inside the walls, and it's built inadvertently of kryptonite. Correct. Even though that's not ever mentioned in the movie ever anywhere. That's a lot of things that are not mentioned in that movie. Everything is kind of led to assumptions. Uh, I, I do have one thing to say to that, uh, Brandon. Uh, if that's true, then the ship that uh, Kal-El gets on to, and sees his dad, uh, you know, the, the what they, I guess you would call the Fortress of Solitude. Uh, yeah, you know, knew that was coming up. I did that, that was coming up. Yeah. I thought I can yeah, those the the guy the Kryptonian villains that are up in that ship also should have been weak by that. So I, I just don't buy that argument that that ship has kryptonite in it because. And then when you go back into the comics and look at the origin of kryptonite, they're just not going to put kryptonite in their ship because they don't know that it's going to harm them anyway. So that 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 just doesn't hold. I just don't buy that. That's just another example of some lazy writing to me. They, it just seems like at that point in the movie they needed Superman to be weak and not have any power so he couldn't do anything. So they had to think of something. So all oh, the atmosphere, let's put that in there. And then when you read interviews with David Goyer, uh, he says there is no kryptonite in the reboot. So that blows that ship having kryptonite in the walls out of the water. Okay, Brandon. But you know what, Brandon? If you want to think that that ship has kryptonite in it so you can like the movie better, go ahead, man. <laughs> I will say this. Brandon's explanation of why Superman loses his power on that ship makes much more sense than what David Goyer wrote. I totally agree. I agree. Yeah, you, get, uh, you get kudos, Brandon. You're doing really, uh, really good. I Maybe agree you should have written the movie. Up. Well, yeah, I should. but I mean, the main thing about it, the whole movie, and I'll leave on this note, that it was action-packed, 
It was never a dull moment, and there was always something going on. And just seeing Superman getting, you know, fighting another supervillain, you know, made my day. You know, seeing Superman get crashed through a wall and flying around and doing, you know, what Superman does in the comics, you know, anime series, is it was awesome to me. And it was more so towards the new of the reality type, maybe possible type Superman. That's what that's what I'm getting from it, and that's what I'm kind of enjoying of of the whole Man of Steel. That's why I kind of like want to defend it because it, it was. I mean, yes, it's not following the whole comic book line, but it is a great movie to me. And I don't know how many Superman fans are out there, and they might think differently like you guys, but I know some guys who actually love it and applaud it and keep it going. I I, I don't mind changes to to. to uh, from comic books to movies. Sometimes you have to adapt because some things in comics will work and sometimes they won't transfer to, to the movie. But the problem is those changes got to make sense. And none of those changes make sense whatsoever to me. Um, look at Iron Man. Iron Man was so much different than what, the, what actually happened in the comics, but it worked because it worked within the story. Uh, so I don't mind changes. It's not that I... I they could have changed everything. If, if it was, if it still came out to be a good movie, I would, have, I would still, I would tell you I enjoyed it, even though they changed everything. But the changes were not good changes. The, the changes have to be good. Right. Yeah, I, I totally, I totally agree. It's, uh, it, it isn't that there were some changes and they're telling the origin story a little bit differently and doing this a little bit different. It wasn't that. It was that. Yeah, you know, we didn't even talk about Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon was horrible. You got. Horrible Michael Shannon being absolutely horrible throughout that whole movie. Every single scene he's in is terrible. He is just awful. He needs to be smacked upside his head for what he did in that movie. So that that right there hurts me a lot watching I that. Agree. I mean, they changed Superman's suit a little bit, but they are they did that in the comics. That's the way his suit looks in the new Fifty Twos. So I, that doesn't that didn't buy. Yeah, like Jesse says, what they did change didn't make any sense. They it's like they it's like Brandon the movie's got a lot of action in it. Yeah, it does. It's got a lot of action in it. If you want a Superman movie with a lot of action in it, great. It's like Zack Snyder said, I'm gonna make a lot of action in it because people feel that Superman Returns didn't have enough. But he sacrificed the story and getting the story right for all that action. Oh, I mean this like Superman bothered me. Well, isn't when Superman 3 with Richard Pryor, when they're trying to make it more like a com- a comedy, basically? Well, they put Richard Pryor in it because he was one of the biggest stars at the time, and they didn't really know what else to do. <laughs> and and Richard Lester like for Superman. Richard Lester didn't even like Superman. He didn't even direct that movie. Yeah, Richard Lester didn't like Superman anyway, and he was only making it for a paycheck. Yeah. Uh, well, there you got those guys who don't even like the stuff, and they're they're making it. The only man who's ever it. made a great Superman film is Richard Donner. I think we could all agree with that. Richard Donner is probably the best Superman director. Uh, I I have my problems with Superman Returns. Superman Returns was not the movie I wanted it to be either, but it is better than Man of Steel. I can easily say that it's much better than Man of Steel. Because you keep saying, I mean, I, I, 
It does have action in it, but it doesn't really have all that much action in it, I think. I think it's kind of just, it seems like rehashes of other action movies. Like the entire opening of Krypton seems like uh, something from uh, Avatar. Um, I agree with that. Where they're flying around, uh, hitting each other and stuff like that. I found the fight scene in Chronicle with you guys are flying around fighting each other much better. Uh, I, I guess it, it, it just, the movie was for you. It just wasn't for me. You know, it just didn't strike me the same way it struck you. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree to that. Yeah, we are, hey, hey, we are coming up towards the end uh, of the show. Uh, I've had a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I enjoy it. Brandon, you got some final thoughts? Um. No, Superman. That was it. <laughs> What's that? Superman was great. That was it. That was all I got. Man of Steel was great. You loved Man of Steel. Yeah, I like to say, yeah. You enjoyed it. I did. <clears throat> I do always hold out hope that the next one they do is better. So I mean, I I, I haven't given up on it. So hopefully. Anyway, Jesse, you got any final thoughts? Uh, I'm just going to say, uh, next week, uh, on the show, I'll be talking about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for the, uh, TV show of the week. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, also next week, we're going to be talking about, uh, Breaking Bad. Awesome. Because, uh, that will be Breaking Bad's got his last few shows going on here. It's going to be ending, uh, and, uh. We're going to do a little show for uh, Breaking Bad on that. But, uh, yeah, um, it, uh, I had a lot of fun doing this show. That was a pretty fun show. So, you know, anybody else, uh, you know, we do have a Facebook page. Anybody uh, disagrees with what we say or think we're way off base, definitely leave us a message there on the Facebook page. Uh, it's always fun to talk movies and learn about what other people like about movies and what you don't like about and compare differences. And what you like. So I've always found that interesting. Uh, And uh, we will see you next week.